Today is Wednesday, March 31st, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. Let's start with some updates on the Derek Chauvin trial. Yesterday started with a continued testimony of Donald Williams, who was the third witness called on Monday. Williams said that when he witnessed George Floyd's arrest, he actually called the police on the scene, despite the fact that there were already police there, because he believed he was witnessing a murder. Also yesterday, a number of underage witnesses were called who testified off camera. The first was 18-year-old Darnella Frazier, who was at the scene that day and took the widely shared video that originally went viral. She testified that bystanders at the scene did not threaten Chauvin and that Floyd was terrified and begging for his life. She became emotional as she looked back, wishing she had done more to physically intervene to save Floyd's life. Darnella's nine-year-old cousin, who was with her that day, also briefly testified about what she saw and said it felt like he was stopping his breathing in reference to Chauvin. The third minor to testify was another 17-year-old who was at the scene. She said that she heard Floyd say his stomach hurt and that he was in distress and struggling to breathe, so she started filming. This witness also became emotional and said that she felt like she had failed to physically do anything to get involved at the time and that she hadn't been back to the place that the incident took place because she doesn't want to be reminded of what happened. The fourth underage witness was driving past the scene that day and said she heard George Floyd crying out that he couldn't breathe and witnesses saying that he was unresponsive. Her friend who was driving that day parked the car and recorded what was going on and confirmed that bystanders were not trying to attack the police officers. The last witness of the day was 27-year-old Genevieve Hansen, a Minneapolis firefighter and EMT. She was off duty when she came upon the police arresting George Floyd. She said that she was yelling for the officers to take his pulse and that she called 911, making her the third witness to call the police on the police. She also said that Officer Tao said to her that if you were really from the Minneapolis Fire Department, you'd know better than to get involved, and that they denied medical assistance to Floyd even though he was gasping for air. Stay tuned for more updates on the trial to come this week. The CDC announced the findings of a study this week that the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are 90% effective at preventing both symptomatic and asymptomatic infections in the real world, as opposed to in clinical trials. The study of about 4,000 healthcare personnel, police, firefighters, and other essential workers found that the vaccines reduced the risk of infection by 80% after one shot and protection increased to 90% following the second dose. Now all you have to do is keep refreshing the website. Voting ended on Monday for the 5,800 Amazon warehouse workers in Bessemer, Alabama, who've been casting ballots by mail on whether to unionize under the Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union. Yesterday, federal labor authorities began tallying the votes, which could take a few days. Kind of like the last presidential election, so I'm used to it by now. Regardless of the outcome, Amazon or the union are expected to pursue legal challenges. Also, just like the 2020 election. This vote is significant because not only is it the first union election in years at Amazon, but it also prompted hundreds of inquiries to labor unions from other Amazon warehouses, as well as workers at Southern Auto Plants and other facilities. I guess people just really don't like being forced to pee in bottles at work. Today, the White House is expected to unveil a plan to spend $2.25 trillion on a jobs and infrastructure package. The plan will include approximately $650 billion to rebuild the country's infrastructure, such as roads, bridges, highways, and ports. It will also include about $400 billion for home care for the elderly and disabled, $300 billion for housing infrastructure, and $300 billion to revive U.S. manufacturing. 
It will also provide funding to bolster the nation's electric grid, enact nationwide high-speed broadband, and revamp the nation's water systems to ensure clean drinking water. I mean, you had me at nationwide broadband. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has said the proposal will be paid for in tax hike, particularly on corporations, and they will attempt to reverse most of Trump's 2017 tax cuts. Yesterday, Axios reported that Matt Gates might retire early to go take a job at Newsmax. Please, by all means, Matt. But the T doesn't end there. The New York Times also reported yesterday that Gates is currently being investigated by the Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him in violation of federal sex trafficking laws. Three sources said that the examination of Matt Gates is part of a broader investigation into a political ally of his, a local Florida official named Joel Greenberg, who was indicted last summer on an array of charges including sex trafficking of a child. And lastly, Arkansas has become the first state to ban health care for trans youth. HB 1570 was just passed through both chambers in the Arkansas legislature, banning trans youth from accessing health care and health insurance coverage. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to show your support, head over to our iTunes feed to rate, review, and subscribe, or follow this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy, where I post funny news content throughout the day. Also, be sure to check out our Betches Sub and Morning Announcements merch collection on shopbetches.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.